Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings because that's how we roll on a Monday. We're Grant and Danny, and you're listening to the fan. We are in Culpeper, 763 Knowles Mill Road. You can come stop by and join us every single Monday after Commander's Games. Win, lose, tie, doesn't matter. Jay Gruden joins us to break it all down. In fact, he actually hung with us on a Monday at a B-dubs. Thoroughly enjoyed our day with Jay. Yesterday was not as fun, though, Jay. 24-10, Browns over the Commanders. They are eliminated from playoff contention. That was pretty ugly, man. Yeah, it was pretty ugly, you know, on a lot of different fronts. You know, it's disappointing the way they came out and uh, three turnovers and a couple sacks and inefficient offensive play on fourth down, and you get beat. What did you see from Wentz? I-, I was stunned he was that bad, Jack. Yeah, it wasn't good. You know, there's not a lot you can say uh, other than the one drive where he completed three balls on third down, a third and 17 throw, and a third down pass on that 95-yard drive. Uh, there was no uh, nothing really to like. You know, he's inaccurate. Um didn't make enough plays outside the pocket and really didn't do well. There's nothing you can really say. It made poor decisions. First interception, uh, there was never a point in time where that where, where Terry was open. I mean, he threw it right to Denzel Ward. And the other two picks were uh, same thing. There was no reason to throw those. There's, I mean, the receivers never got behind the defense, and, and he just threw them up for grabs, and they are both picked. Pretty ugly. Uh, quarterback rating of 31.4, lowest of his career and maybe his biggest game because he's unlikely to start this weekend now, and and I don't know if he gets another starting job without having to compete and win it in camp or something like that. Did you have a problem with going to Wentz to start the game? Well, I I did. You know, I mentioned last week I was stuck with Heineke, but hindsight's 20-20. Obviously, they saw something, and maybe they saw enough of Heineke where they thought that uh, Wentz gave a better chance to win, but – you know, Heineke was five and three as a starter, five, three and one, and I thought it gave him a spark to get him in a position to get in the playoffs. And I was a little disappointed for Heineke to not get an opportunity to finish what he started. But you know, they did pay a lot of money to Carson. He's here for a reason, and they wanted to give him a shot to lead him to the playoffs. And they, I guess they figured he could take him further in the playoffs than Heineke could. So, what do you do now if you're running the show? They got a game on Sunday against Dallas with nothing on the line. You could start Wentz again. You could go back to Heineke or they could give Sam Howell a shot, their fifth-round pick. Yeah, I'd probably give Sam Howell a shot, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, they're obviously not playing for anything other than they're playing the Cowboys, a division rival, one of the best rivals in sports. Obviously, they want to win, no doubt about it. But you also need to get a look at Howell, probably. You know, I think uh, he's been there for a whole year now. He should know the system. Um, he should be ready to go, I would think. So, um, there's no reason to go back to Wentz, in my opinion, and, and they, I guess they've seen enough of Heineke to take him out. So Howell's the only option to me. Jay Gruden with us here on Grant and Danny. You know, it was it was kind of a question sort of throughout this that little run that they went on, where they were you know winning a handful of games and, and kind of low scoring, 
you know, rock fight type fashion. What would Carson Wentz do in a game where they majored in the run? Did we get our answer here? I mean, they ran it 33 times uh, with running backs, ran it fine against a defense that's not particularly good, and still went struggle. That's to me, is more jarring than, than having three picks in a game where he had to sling it 50 times. Jay, what do you think? I agree. Well, he's really struggled all year. Even when he started before his thumb injury, it wasn't like they were lighting it up on offense. You know, it's disappointing to see his inaccuracies at quarterback, his, his, his inability to throw accurate balls on simple-type throws. You know, he threw a check wide into the dirt. He threw his flat route 20 yards over the guy's head, made poor decisions with the ball, um, didn't show much mobility inside the pocket, outside the pocket. Um, there's really not a lot to like right now. I think he has to go back and really work on his fundamentals, uh, hopefully get another shot somewhere as a backup and try to re- revive his career somehow. But uh, he's got a lot to work on, that's for sure. Jay Gruden with us on Grant and Danny. 24-10 Browns over the Commanders. I mean, what can be said? What is your thought on, on just the collapse in December here? Final four games, they go tie, loss, loss, loss. They went from comfortably in as a six seed out of seven teams to eliminated before they even get to the final weekend. Yeah, I, I think the most disappointing, probably, the, you know, this is a disappointing game for sure, but I still go back to the Giant game. Coming off a bye, the Giants just got ripped by Philadelphia. Uh, they had them on the ropes, and they let them off the hook. And, and the Giants got the win against them and really uh, catapulted the Giants into the playoffs and knocked Washington out of the playoffs. I think that game right there told a lot. Uh, and unfortunately, they didn't get it done. But it's just been disappointing. You know, December is the month where you're supposed to be getting better, better, and better, and your players are getting healthier and, and better knowledge of the system. You're playing together. And it kind of went the other way for Washington, unfortunately. Jay, a lot of fans have been uh, griping at us, and this is kind of always the way, right? The, the, the offensive coordinator is always an idiot and, and you know, doesn't know what he's doing and, and this, that, and the other. But what did you make uh, of Scott Turner calling things uh, for, for Wentz and this offense yesterday? Great his performance for me. Well, you know, at the end of the first half, they got a lead 7-3. They had a great 98-yard drive, whatever it was. So, Things were looking up. And then to start the third quarter, you know, that was disappointing. Um, and then the interceptions took place, and they got behind, and they couldn't come back. You know, they tried to run the ball. They had some success running the ball. Um, but Scott's not throwing the ball. You know, Scott is not throwing the ball into double coverage. He's not throwing an out route to Terry McLaurin when Denzel Ward's undercut it. He's clearly right in front of him. I mean, that, that, that can't happen. You know, you got to rely on your players to make plays in these critical games. And unfortunately, the quarterback didn't do enough. The line didn't do enough. Uh, defense probably didn't do enough. They gave up the big play to Amari Cooper and, and a couple fourth down conversions to them. Uh, so I think everybody had their hand in it. You can't blame Scott Turner. You can't just blame the quarterback, but really the quarterback play really had a lot to do with it, in my opinion. Ron Rivera on Grant and Danny here on the Fin. How about post game yesterday when Rivera says in his presser he did not know that the commanders could be eliminated? Was what? that you that asked the question? That was It me, was, yes. Jay. Uh-huh. Uh, you are a stud. Look at you getting all this air time. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think of that? I don't know. I've never seen anything like that, to be honest with you. I think you have to know the playoff scenarios. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously you're not relying on anybody else to win, but you got to know uh, what's at stake if you do lose the ball game. So you got to put everything on the wall. you gotta, you got you to no holds barred to get that victory against Cleveland. Uh, you got to know that if you lose, there's a good chance you're not going to get in. Detroit at home against Chicago and, and Green Bay at home against Minnesota. I mean, there's a pretty good chance those two teams are going to win, um, which might affect your play calling, maybe your decision, maybe maybe, maybe uh, put Heineke in, in the fourth quarter. Who knows? But you got to know. Yeah, and that's kind of the point, Jay, is 
obviously you're, you're, you're trying to win the football game. Every coach every week is trying to do that. But the idea that you're so focused on that, you don't, you know, you weren't generally aware of your, of the place in the standings. I find to be so ludicrous, but beyond that, just kind of the drill down on the point you just made it. You need to know if a tie helps you. We need to know that it's so desperate that we'll throw the kitchen sink at it. We will play Taylor Heineke after the second interception or do whatever we possibly can because there is no tomorrow potentially, right? I mean, it, there's a reason to know it beyond just general awareness. Yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know if it changes your substitution pattern, who you're going to play, or what defense you're calling. Are you going to go more aggressive, all-out type blitzes to try to get the ball back or, you know, uh, try to get some more no huddle to get to, you know, try to get back in the game quicker. You know, there's a lot of variables that can take place if you know that if you lose, you're done, you know. So, um, you know, that's disappointing. I, you know, I'd still like to think that he knew that they could be out, but it didn't sound like it. He did not know, I can assure you. <laughs> but you Why, how do you know that? You can keep giving him the benefit of the doubt because you're a nice guy. But that is definitely a thing. Uh, I, I do want to know, though, just this is where we could tap into you as a head coach, right? Other than he, he watches a lot of NFL Network like we do, whatever. I said earlier, I feel like there's a meeting, you know, with someone on Monday or whatever, like a football admin guy that would be like, okay, here's where we're at. Here's where we're going to be, you know. Maybe even he goes over that with the team. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. But someone at some point should sit down with him. Like, whose job is that? Or, or wouldn't there have been a meeting where someone went through that with you? Like, is that just about him getting on NFL.com like I would and figuring it out? How, how should he have known? Because I, I know that he should have. But how would that work as a head coach? You have uh, a lot of assistance, a lot of people working for you. I mean, there's millions and millions of dollars spent in that organization to give you the information you need to know on game day. Uh, so there's no excuse. None. I, I can't even – I wish I had one, but I, I'm, I'm assuming he knew. That's my only assumption. But for him not to know, uh, there's assistance that should be <laughs> that should be reprimanded. There's I, – I just – I can't – I'm trying to think of something, but there's no reason why. So, Jay, I, I could – let's just hypothetically say that you said this years ago, right? I would yeah. kind of go, well, he's, he's actually doing an offensive game plan. He's actually doing something, right? He's real busy. He's, he's trying to figure out the best way to diagnose and beat this Browns defense he's and how to block up Miles Garrett. Script. He's got a script, and, and he's, he's counting on Jordan Reed, Then he found out that Jordan Reed can't play on Friday night. So like, he's got a lot to do. Ron's not doing that. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what I can't get past that part either. It's not a great question. It's just I, I'm just trying to quantify how like like gobsmacked I am by this. Yeah, this time of year, everybody knows the playoff scenarios. And obviously, you're you're worried worried about what you're going to do as an organization to get the win. That's the number one goal. But in the back of your mind, you got to know where you're standing. You know what seed are we going to get? Do we have a chance for home field? Do we have a chance for winning division? Do we have a chance to do this or that? You know, you got to know if we win this game. Uh, do we are we automatically and can we rest our players the next game? You got to know all those situations and scenarios uh, when you're head coach. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let's get into some players here, kind of bigger picture, end of the season type stuff, rather than just specific to yesterday. So Deron Payne had two sacks. That gives him eleven and a half as a down defensive tackle. He's going to make so much money. We've talked about him a couple different times this year, but how do you think this plays out? I mean, they can try to tag him. But if you pay him, he's going to take more than Allen at the same position. Like, how would you go about that if you were the the GM? Well, I've said all along that you got to keep, you got to do whatever you can to keep Deron. I mean, he he's a dominant player, and he used to be just a run defender. Now he's proven he can rush a passer, and that's kind of what my thought was when we drafted him. I, he was athletic, he's big, uh, 
he, he can do a lot of different things on the front. I mean, he can two-gap, he can shoot the gap, um, he can stop the run, he can rush the passer. He's a guy you got to keep. Uh, him and Jonathan Allen are key components of that defense. You start messing with that defense without a quarterback, I mean, you're going to have to play great defense to win here uh, because the quarterback is an unknown still for the next couple of years probably. So uh, I would do whatever I could to keep him because he is a stud. What do you make of their receiver position? We know the names, and obviously we like each of these guys individually, and it just it frustrates at times when they can't get enough touches. I mean, I know how we got here with the quarterbacks and the offense, but you know, in terms of counting on guys moving forward, what do you see from Dotson in the future? You know, how could Curtis Samuel be used differently? And just your thoughts on Terry? Yeah, I think they're an excellent group. I think they complement each other extremely well. They do different things. Terry can take the top off. Uh, Doxon can do a lot of different things inside and outside, and, and obviously Samuel can do some things with the ball in his hands on the on the quick screens and the jet sweeps, and, uh, and he can get open also on the inside. So uh, they're they're a very good group. I think one of the top groups in the NFL when you talk about all three of them together. Um, so yeah, um, that, that's a great for a new quarterback coming in here. They're they're going to try to get whoever it is. They got to be excited about the group, and that'll really help in recruiting a good quarterback. I'm going to name some guys for you, and I want you to tell me which one you'd have the most interest in if if they came to you as the head coach and said, hey, who do you want us to go after, uh, which is different than I believe how the Alex Smith thing works, worked, how I heard when basically you found right. out when we found out that they traded for Alex <laughs> yeah, Smith. Keep my, your phone my son, off. My son told me he saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Is that, that's not really how you found out, right? Yeah, that's how I found out. And then I got a call a couple minutes later, but, yeah, but I did, initially found out on Twitter. But was there at least before that like a conversation where they're this like, "This might happen." No. Hey, hey, Jay, no. what's your take on Alex Smith? Uh, we we do all that, um, but Alex wasn't available. He was still under contract, so we did all the possible free agents. We didn't really grade Alex. It was uh, somebody came up, say, "What do you think, Alex?" Said, yeah, I like Alex. He's a good quarterback. That's about it. <laughs> they took that as trade for him immediately. Give up yeah. Fuller in a mid round <laughs> and a three. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, so here's here's who I'm going to put on this list. Ready? Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr, Tom Brady, not 10 years ago, but current Tom Brady, Geno Smith, and I'll put – give me one more, Danny. I was thinking uh, that's, that's my bucket right there. Is there, there. someone who's, else who's, who's someone available? Else? Uh, let's say Ryan Tannehill. Put those guys all as possible veteran options this offseason. Who would you want? I'd probably go Carr, Grappolo, Geno, uh, probably in that order. Who's the fourth Brady. one I can't – Brady. Tom Brady, yeah, he's not coming here. No way. <laughs> he's not going to be 46 years old coming to Washington. Not a chance. He might, go to, he might go to Vegas. He might go to Miami, but he ain't coming here. That's a great pick. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming here. No way. Uh, so you're going Carr, Jimmy G, Gino. I'm a car guy, by the way. Like, I think uh-huh. Carr is a poor man's Cousins a little bit. His highs are, are almost on the Cousins level, but he just has more lows. Like, he's not as consistent as Kirk. The only but issue it, with Derek is his inability to really move in the pocket. You know, and, and with the offensive line here, you see the struggles. You know, I think that's part of the reason Carson and Heineke have had their issues. They don't have a lot of clean pockets of throwing and, and known passing downs. Uh, so until they get the interior offensive line figured out and then the pass protection figured out, It'll be hard for any of those guys to succeed, but uh, from a true quarterback, the, the uh, all the amount of time that Derek Carr has put in, uh, the statistics he's had, the, the games that he's played, the situations he's been in, um, the type of guy he is, he's, he's number one for me. 
So he'd be unquestionably the best they've had here since Cousins, right? I mean, wouldn't you oh, say? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, know. Would you sure. take him yeah. over Alex at you know at his age when you got him? Uh, well, Alex had a little bit more mobility. Um, that's a tough call with a really good defense, uh, a game manager type. He's like a Heineke on steroids. Alex, he's way more accurate. Um, so I, I did like Alex. I probably would have still taken Alex over Carr just because both of them are very smart, but Alex's mobility gives me the edge on him. So and the reason I bring that up, obviously, he, he becomes an option, but I do wonder, and this is, Danny, when you and I chop this up, which we'll do all early offseason, I'm oh, yeah. sure, money-wise – is this a – I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. I could be wrong. But there's 72 hours until the end of the season uh, where they cut him after 72 hours to save the money. Is this still like a $35 million, $38 million a year you're, you're signing a franchise quarterback, Derek Carr? Or are you getting him maybe at like the, the $28, 29000000 million discount now? Well, if you want to upgrade the position, you have to pay. You know, right? Because there's going to be other teams that are going to want Derek Carr. I would imagine the Jets will probably go after him. There's going to be – uh, five or six teams, I think, that are going to bid him. When you have four or five or six teams going after a guy, his his market value is going to be high. If nobody's going after him, then sure, you can get him for cheap. You know, So uh, that's the issue. Would you pay him? Like, I'm just going to come up with something here random. Two years fully guaranteed at 70 mil. Would you want to do something like that? That depends on who we got around him. I mean, what are they doing with the offensive line and all that stuff? Uh, who else is available? I mean, I don't know the – I don't know. The guys that you mentioned, yes, I would. I would probably do that. If those are the only guys uh, available, I would do that. Because Jimmy G, as much as I, I like him, uh, he's just injury prone. Uh, Gino, he's had a good year, but he, he's turnover. You know, he's a turnover machine. I do like Gino and what he's done this year. Uh, he'd be a thought. He does have a little bit of mobility, but he takes too many sacks and, and you know, he turns the ball over. But he's in a position to get the playoffs, too. So between Gino and Derek, I, I, it would be a decision. So, Jay, for me, I just want out of the guy that fell out of favor with his last team or two teams or three teams or, or, or whatever, somebody's leftovers. But I wonder about this, though. If, if, if you get this far down the road trying to build your program, is it almost too late to draft a kid? Because that's all I want. I just want to keep drafting until you find one and, and you, know, you, you buy the magic they beans don't pick and you get the, means, the beanstalk. I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll sacrifice games, weeks, months, seasons, whatever, because they're already losing anyway. But is it too late now down the road for this regime to, to, to go all in and draft a kid? Well, it depends on the kid. I don't know yeah. who's available next year. I think after watching Caleb Williams play, I might tank for him. I mean, this guy's dynamic type quarterback. I mean, that, that, that guy's going to go one, though. You've got to go, go one and 16 to get him. Uh, so I don't know who else is out there. Um, I don't know if Howell's the guy. That's why I think it's important for him to get some reps in this game. Uh, just to see what you have and the possibilities of what he can do. Uh, that, that way, maybe you stick with Heineke another year and let them compete um, and then see what happens next year in the draft or this year in the draft, see if you can draft one in the first or second round uh, and make something happen that way. At the end of a season, and I don't remember necessarily if there were years at the end of the year where you were like on a hot seat or anything like that because obviously when it ended for you, it was pretty early. It was like five games in or whatever. But how does this work now? I don't think Rivera's going anywhere. I don't necessarily think he should. But how does this work at the end of the year in terms of meeting with Dan and knowing that you're coming back and, and you don't have to make changes or him telling you, I want you to do something different here or on this staff? How does that all work? That's a good question. I forgot. Uh, (laughs) I think the big thing is you meet with, uh, you know, once you get the clearance that you're coming back, then you have to address your staff and make sure you you want the guys coming back because there's going to be 
possibly coordinators leaving or position coaches leaving for other jobs, and, and you might want to upgrade your or change coordinators or what have you. Uh, that's step one. Then you got to work on your personnel department, make sure those are the guys you want, which he handpicked already, so I'm sure he's going to keep all those guys. Then you got to make sure you, you dive into who you want back on your team, the Duran Payne issues, all the players uh, that are on your team that you want to keep and, and guys you want to move on from. And then you got to go ahead and study free agency extremely hard and then jump into the and do the best you can and, and get the best players in here to upgrade your team. Jay, we lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, it's still there. All right, man. Well, it's, that's awkward because now we actually have to say goodbye because the segment's over. I thought you dipped out for we a second. We had so much momentum. Everything was going great. Yeah, and then I ruined it. And then it. Danny made it awkward. Well, it sounded like you bleeped out, and I was like, I want to say a proper I, goodbye. I think the last word was team, team, and then that cut off. And then it cut off. All right. But that was it. Uh, okay, so let me, just, let me just pretend right. it was a regular normal thing. All right. Jay, awesome with us as always, buddy. Really appreciate it, man. Happy New Year to you. We'll talk next week. Yeah, your fellas. See you. See you, buddy. Jay Gruden with Co- us on Grant and Danny. I tried to cover for it. I, oh, you're good. oh, man, I ruined it. Everything's fine. Everyone here's looking at me. Every Monday at 5 o'clock, we got Ron Rivera's press conference from today. Talked a bunch about the quarterback position moving forward. Very, very interesting must-listen stuff at 6 at the top of the hour. What aren't we talking enough about? That is the big question. Do not forget about. That's the segment we do on Mondays. We'll do that next. You can call us at 800-636-1067. You can tweet us at Grant H. Paulson. What is not being discussed that needs to be? What are we not giving enough attention to today? Don't forget about on Grant and Danny from B-Dubs and Culpepper next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You thought the Commanders had a bad weekend. It was a bloodbath in confidence points picks. Oh, man. Your boy, 
was 0 for 5 this weekend. I came in in last place. This is not ideal. I'm headed toward an SAT test at this point. Still some time left. The postseason should bail me out through the Super Bowl. I got to catch you. I think you're in third. I got to catch Darius. But all of a sudden, that margin is narrowing after. Now, luckily, you only had two points all week. That's yeah, a CSI crime scene on the left side of that board. <laughs> where, where Grant and Danny happened to be. It, I mean, it looked like. A combined one and nine yeah, in our confidence it, points like, picks. Like, like there's one spot that wasn't stabbed to death. Darius and Ryan didn't fare a whole lot better this week. They ran away with it compared to us. But for the season, Ryan comfortably now in first. You are one point behind Darius, second and third. And then your boy is pulling up the rear. I need a 17-point run here to get back in the mix. It was ugly. It is time to figure out what we are forgetting about, what do we need to be talking about that we aren't so far today. Let's do that right now on G&D. Remember, top of the hour and a half hour. I guess I should let the big man voice keep mm-hmm, talking. Mm-hmm. Half hour from right now, Ron Rivera's press conference from today talked about the QB position. Danny, what shouldn't we forget about? It's your three. This needs to be screamed and shouted, and rem- everyone should be reminded. The groups that they're not as good as. Jacksonville last year had the most embarrassing head coach situation maybe in the sports history. They climbed out of the potty. They are garbage. They're going to the postseason. The Seattle Seahawks traded away Russell Wilson and kick-started a rebuild on their own with a journeyman quarterback that nobody's ever wanted and a pretty decent draft. They've got a shot at the postseason. The Detroit Lions have been a hot mess on stilts. The Green Bay Packers were left for dead, and they should have started Jordan Love probably uh, starting five, six weeks ago. They've got a shot to get in. The New York Giants with Brian Dable can't start the rebuild because they have too many bad contracts on the book. And they don't know what the hell they're going to do with their goofy quarterback from Duke yet. And Saquon Barkley's been hurt for 99% of his waking hours since a great rookie year. They're going to the postseason. Washington had an unbelievably easy schedule. Everything was made in the image of the grand poobah, the coach, and the dude in charge of every single element of this organization while Dan Snyder was busy fighting legal challenge after legal challenge on a yacht. This is year three, and it was so easy and so wide open, and they couldn't do it. That's what I want to scream about. Don't forget about Deron Payne with two more sacks, 11 and a half the most ever by a defensive tackle in Washington. Amazing. What a contract year. He had a great celebration yesterday after the first of his two sacks where he got up and signed himself a check. Was he writing an autograph? I think he was probably signing a check. check, Might have been signing himself some cash. Let's go to Chudy in Stafford on GND. Chudy, what aren't we talking enough about today? And Danny, what's up? How are you guys doing? And it's Chewy. It's Chewy. (laughs) Chewy, what's up, man? Hey, guys, look, I, I called earlier mainly because I, I wanted to call and defend t- Taylor Heineke, and, and I, I wanted to really get into that and throw some stats your way, but I just can't avoid talking about Ron Rivera. Guys, look, I want to point out a few things. Let's talk about Ron Rivera and what he's done. First of all, Ron Rivera is 21, 28, and 1 here. That's his record here in three years, okay? The team still has no Q- QB. We barely have an identity. Identity. Look, w- what players has he drafted that really have made an impact outside of Chase Young, who's I still feel is underdeveloped, right? I mean, this, this guy. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Three years, forty million dollar contract. William Jackson gone. Traded for a seventh round pick. We let go of Trent Williams for a fifth and a third. Okay, I feel. Th- 
I feel like we could have gotten at least a second round pick for him. You know, he's a Pro Bowl tackle right now. We signed Kendall Fuller, uh, Kendall Fuller, four year, forty million dollar contract. He's a bust. He gets smoked just about every single game. You know, Curtis Samuel, he has he has four touchdowns and six hundred fifty eight yards this year. Three year, thirty four million dollar contract. Feel like he's not living up to his contract. Carson Wentz, we already know that story. I mean, guys, there's so many things that we're overlooking here. Von Vera just hasn't lived up to the to what we thought he would do here. I mean, there's no offensive line. The let go of Brandon Sheriff couldn't retain him. I mean, it's a mess, guys. It is a mess. I'm so upset at how this turned out. I'm so upset we couldn't beat the Browns. And and, and real quick, Taylor Heineke, guys, we're, if you guys got to look at some of the stats about Taylor, the guy, is, he's got 12 TDs six intercessions, and he's got about 1,800 yards. Go look at some of the QBs right now. And he's got a 5-3-1, a 5, I'm sorry, he's got five wins, three wins, or five wins, three losses, one tie. Go look at some of the QBs throughout the NFL right now in the past five games. Go look at Derek Carr's 3-2 uh, and two record and look at his stats. Go look at Geno Smith. Hey, he's 2-3. Two two I have a question. Go are ahead. You, are you new to our show? Um, I, this is my second time calling. Okay, I've been listening to you guys for like two listening? years. Two years. Then you know better than to t- bring up win-loss record and expect me to care about it. Okay, okay, guys. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Okay, outside of win-losses, which is five and three, I thought the league was about winning. But okay, let's just to go. Let's go as with a that. team. Yes, it's not. It's okay. a- that's not how you quantify individual performance. Okay, well then let's do this. Let's look. Okay, all right. So for the past five games, guys. For the past five games, let's just do this. Just to just to, all right. Taylor Heineke's. Seven touchdowns, two interceptions with a thousand yards. So if we're not talking wins, let's took some stats around the NFL. Yeah, let's so here's some NFL. stats. Here's some stats. He fumbled five times in three games. Here's right. some stats. I, that was his last right, three right. games, by the way. He, he leads to... the league in turnover worthy play percentage since he took over as a quarterback. And the only guys okay. that are close to him are either benched or rookies. Okay, okay, but hold on. So hold those on, hold on. are well, stats. We're not giving the full picture, though. Look at the offensive line. He's got no offensive line. He's no, in no, no, a no, building. No, appreciate hold you. On, Thank on. you for the call. He, thanks, Joey. Thank oh, it's a pleasure, bud. Uh, yeah, the offensive line isn't great. It's, it's, that's football. So, next year it won't be great either. That's always the case. Kirk Cousins this weekend was starting with his fourth center and his right tackle got hurt. Doesn't s- stop TV shows from telling you you collapse in a big game. That, that's football, man. That's the way it works. Like Your offensive line is not going to be healthy all the time. It's not always going to be good. Carson Wentz essentially lost his job when he got hurt because he hadn't played well enough. They went through a center a week for the first month of the season. It matters for Heineke, but it doesn't matter for Wentz. No, I, I just can't play that. So, yeah, here's what I'll say. There's a case to be made for Heineke for sure, but you don't want to try to make that case with numbers. When you keep saying let's look at the stats, the stats aren't kind to him. The stats will tell you that he is a good backup. Now, if you want to talk about win-loss record, that's good for him. You, could, you should stick with that one. Or intangibles, things that are, can't be quantified, like his teammates love him, he makes a play at the end of the game, those types of things. Those are the best arguments for Heineke. Mark in Charles County, what's going on? You're on Grant and Danny. What shouldn't we forget about? Hey, Mark. Oh, we, wouldn't, we shouldn't forget about whether or not Ron knew that the Browns were out of the playoffs. That was an excellent <laughs> question, uh, Grant. I think he was waiting on a, a, an off day from the Browns, and I really think he thought he had an extra week to do that baloney and make a decision and drag it on. He's always had another week, and he really did think that he had at least another week off whether or not they lost. And that would have gone into roster decision for the week game plan, a lot of things. It looked like 
preseason. And it felt like it because it was so warm. Until they, that gigantic shot that he laid to play the game, and he couldn't recover. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, that one he was killer. He threw a pick on the second pass. And the first one, by the way, he missed the check down by 10 yards. No, 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 no. The first one was the, the wheel, the little um, – it bounced off Jonathan Williams' hands, the first pass of the game. I, I think it, it was, was the, the little swing pass. I th- well, yeah, well, he was flipped to the side, and he yeah. overthrew him. Right, because it was to his right, because he because he can't do that. And then and I would I would say like, oh well, the defender's hand was there. Except he missed that same throw twice as the game went on, two more times. Well, he threw one out of bounds. And that then was he at th- the end. And then he threw one like he was pitching a ground ball to his son in the backyard. How about when he spiked the ball a yeah. foot in front of Brian Robinson's right. shoes when Brian Robinson was on that same little uh-huh. just swing little round, little L flat thing. And then he goes, well, I better get Terry involved. Let me stare right at him. Love you, Terry. Love you, Terry. Love you, Terry. Love you, Terry. Oh crap. I think that was his, oh, you guys don't think I'll force the ball into Terry? Watch this. Watch me. He's well covered by Denzel Ward. Here's an interception. What a fart noise that was. He had thrown f- two picks and five passes. <laughs> I mean, you can't make that up. Just, I, was, I was laughing like a maniac. It was unbelievable. What is going on? 800-636-1067. We will sneak in a couple more what have we learned, plus a look at the current NFL playoff picture and matchups. And at the top of the hour, you're going to hear what Rivera had to say about the quarterback situation moving forward. The closest we've heard from Rivera so far to him basically saying they'll move on from Wentz at the end of the year. This is Grant and Danny on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Grant and Danny, Buffalo Wild Wings. One last ride in Culpeper for the season. want to thank all our listeners all season long. Always fun down here, man. Out to Culpeper. I mean, we've been down here now four or five times, which has been really, really cool. We appreciate people coming out, saying hello, and getting to shake some hands with the folks that listen all the time. Always means a ton that you guys do. Right now, a little don't forget about something you don't think we're giving enough attention to on Grant and Danny. And in two minutes, I'm going to give you the latest NFL playoff picture. Take our first peek at the matchups. Should point out, Commanders-Cowboys is now officially going to be at 425. 
on Sunday. So if you have tickets to that game, I believe I saw online, that is a 425 kick. 425 start there. Saturday, you've got a double dip in the NFL, including the nightcap after the Chiefs-Raiders game in the 4 o'clock east window. 8 o'clock eastern window is going to be the AFC South title game between the Jaguars and the Titans. Yuck. Tough break for the Jags, by the way. Titans played on Thursday, have all that rest. Jags yesterday played the Texans, and then have to turn around quick to play a Saturday night division title game. And Sunday night football this week will be the Packers winning their in against the Lions. Weird choice, I thought, because Detroit could be completely eliminated before kickoff if Seattle beats the Rams. Now, if Seattle loses, which I'm sure is what the league will hope for, Detroit versus Green Bay, winner takes all. Division title game. Yeah, it becomes marquee because Aaron Rodgers is involved in it. I guess right? wild card. I mean, that's kind of the thought, yeah, yeah. is that, uh, you know, if that works out for them, if the, if the Rams somehow manage yards and points and look like an NFL team and somehow beat the Seahawks here down the stretch, then that game will have a lot more meaning. But otherwise, you're right, that is a bit of a weird choice. But I don't, I don't know what else you do. Well, you could have done Jags-Titans because that's an actual playoff play-in game. Mm-hmm. But was that already locked into Saturday? Well, no. Originally, they could have put that on Sunday night. I oh, think I most see. people thought they would. Then they put it on Saturday, which then opened the door. Look, I think it's as simple as Aaron Rodgers yep. could get into time. the playoffs mm-hmm. if he wins. Let's, let's all watch that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. Let's go to line one. Vic's in Akakik. What's up, Vic? G&D. Hey, Dud. What's up, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm all right. So, I think what you all have uh, gave the narrative of all day is that Ron is not a very good football coach. Ron has nine losing seasons. Uh, Grant, you said it earlier. We don't get better. We don't get better in any of the positions that should be marquee positions, the positions where we have the most talent and should be able to win games for us when we need players to win games and we need to put ourselves in position to make winning football plays. Good coaches make sure their players are better or get, are getting better and enhancing their talent for success throughout the season. That's what good coaches do. I mean, I don't know what we've had over the past 25 years, but they aren't good coaches. And I'll, I'll leave with this. Ron is in a situation right now where he has made this decision, and to admit that he's wrong, he is completely fearful that if I admit that I'm wrong, I could be fired if, like you said earlier, Danny, if Dan doesn't lose the team uh, necessarily. But if I acknowledge that, then whoever comes in here and is a person of excellence i.e. A, a person that is a billionaire and very successful, they may fire me. So he has to live and die with this, and he's never going to admit this until the end, to, to the end days. He's just going to say, I just, this is what I was trying to do, and I wanted to win. But I'll leave with this. He has not won. So that is an oxymoron for me. Right. Thank you, man. And, and that's kind of at the center of it is, well, I was really trying very hard to win. Okay, do you want us to judge you on that then? There's no wiggling out of it. It's, it's a... It's a moment where you go, you can't hide. There's no explanation that's satisfactory. It was a gaffe at best. It was a, a, a disqualifying offense at worst, if I'm being realistic about that. I mean that. I think, I think it's beyond the regular scope of embarrassment. This isn't the swinging gate type stuff where it was a guy that wasn't qualified who was you know, doing something stupid and gimmicky, whatever. This was an easily controllable all week long. You have infinite resources to find out as much as the guy in, 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 in the club level who's sick of watching the team so he goes inside and has a beer. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Appreciate you, Vic. Let's go to Chris, who's in Bethesda on Grant and Danny. Chris, what aren't we talking about today that we should be? What we should Grant be talking Bethesda. about right now is the fact that they're sitting there and they've lied to us. They say this culture has changed, that the – the building is different, and uh, 
You know, everything's great now. This is the same culture of sycophants, uh, uh, yes-men, corporate, slimy, sleazy, Washington commanders culture uh, that's been around for years that takes good coaches and turns them into trash. And then they they give them they make them tell them that they're in this bubble that the the, the media is te- that is out to get them and and then they want to blame these players for for their faults that they don't want to the ego gets in the way. I mean it's, it's time and time again it starts at the top it starts with Dan Snyder because he does the same thing he surrounds himself with only guys that agree with him and, and you see you see the coach doing the same thing as well. Who who, who there was nobody in that room that said, hey, you know what, maybe this Wentz thing isn't a good idea. Maybe this guy who is the emotional uh, arm of the team, even though he's not really that good, but these guys are following, maybe we shouldn't pull him out on a playoff run. No, let's justify the fact that we spent all these draft picks and all this money instead. Let's just show them that we were right and they were wrong. We'll get them. This is what we need to do. It's a great Appreciate call. You, dude. Appreciate you. We're up against the clock here, buddy, but yeah, I mean, that's what happened is they doubled down on their trade, and that's what he wanted to do, and nobody talked him out of it. You're going to hear from Rivera next. He was asked a lot about the decision to go to Wentz that didn't work out, and more importantly, I think he was asked a lot about moving forward at quarterback. This is Muscleus and audio from today's presser. Next, on Grant and Danny from B-Dubs and Culpepper on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.